Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. In the verbal intimacy phase of season one, you started getting good at communicating with the spirit on general topics with about the present. This is like the first few dates with someone for the first time. If you can't mutually enjoy talking about what's going on today and this week, you won't be able to talk about the next phase. So restudy DNC 50 if you need to. It's this chapter on how to be present with someone with the spirit so that both can rejoice and be edified together. In cognitive intimacy, we've talked about. There's the review of that. As we next enter emotional intimacy phase of season one, you are now going to practice listening to each other talk about each other's past. You're, you will want to get to know someone. You need to get to know their past before you risk falling in love with them and committing to them. Most of us allowed ourselves to fall in love and to commit before we asked all the questions. Some of you found out later on that your wife had been sexually abused when she was younger. Some of you found out later on that she was abused by her father or abused by her mother. Most women are abused to some degree before they're old enough to get married, and most men aren't smart enough to ask about it. This goes the same way for women. How well did you check to see if he had a pornography, drugs, alcohol, or anything else in his past? Well, he said he had a pornography problem back when he was younger. How long ago did that mean? I didn't ask. I didn't know it was like a week before. How many of you heard your wife say, I was abused when I was growing up, and you said, oh, that's unfortunate, and then you didn't ask any more questions because you didn't know what to do with it? We underestimate their past just as much as they underestimated ours. But we're not children anymore. We now need to ask questions, not to come to the conclusion of abandoning ship, but to become aware of how much work is ahead of us. Let's talk about how to pull this off successfully. To successfully talk about each other's past, you're going to need the stability you worked on during season four and your skill at signaling and returning to season four as needed. You're going to need your four square listening tool, both of you. So, brethren, as a presider, buy time for both of you to get paper and pencil and just say, hey, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. Let's both get paper and pencil. Let's just stop. I'll take the time to let you get paper and pencil or keyboard and screen. You'll give me time. So, brethren, it's not emotionally intimate if you're rushing into it. Okay, that's not emotional intimacy. That's just emotional chaos. Be a presider and guide the pace. Hey, let's slow down for a second so we can take some time to get some paper. Hey, I practiced some phrases. The one that works really well for me is to say, whoa, 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 hold on a second. 
what you're saying is really important to me, and we both know that I have a tendency to forget these things. Let me grab my tablet. Let me grab my keyboard. Let me take some notes here. Brethren, you're not having an emotionally intimate conversation if people aren't taking the time to take notes. And it's very arrogant of you to think that you can hold it all in your head. Okay? Please don't imply that you can hold a woman's thoughts and feelings in the shallowness of your brain. It's actually quite insulting if you don't take notes in some form. All right? And if she starts talking fast, practice slowing it down. Hold on. Hold on, babe. I want to either think about what you said. I want to process it. I want to gather it in. I want to, like, bring it together to be useful to me. This is very different from what a lot of people think is supposed to be an emotional conversation where you sit there glossy-eyed while she fire hoses you. Okay, that's not emotional intimacy. That's not how this needs to be done. For it to be an emotionally intimate interaction, the listener needs to control the pace not the talker. Does anyone need some help on how to control the pace of a conversation? Are you in the habit of just going quiet and then she just fire hoses you or she just stops talking? The most common reason they stop talking is because you don't look like you're listening anymore. Why should she keep talking if you're not listening? One of the things you have to do is have the humility to acknowledge when your bucket is full I personally hate this because it's embarrassing. My wife will talk. I can tell she's got an hour worth of things to say. We talk for seven minutes. My brain's full. I can't take any more. And the respectful thing to say to someone is, you know what? That's as much as I can handle because if you talk anymore right now, it's just going to fall on the floor and be wasted. I'm not going to be able to take it seriously if I listen any longer right now. And my wife has to work really hard to not be annoyed by that. Like, really? I gave you the third grade version of my thoughts and feelings and you can barely handle seven minutes of that. And it's embarrassing that that's all I can handle sometimes. But if I say, you know, keep talking, guess what happens? Glaze over, drool on myself, pretend, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah. Am I the only one who's visited stupid land during a conversation? We all know what that's like and then we just act like we're listening. Guess what women do? They either stop talking or they talk more. Maybe if I cram it in his ears and hammer it in there, it'll stick. Has it worked yet? No, but I think I'll try it again. So I have to like get up and move. I have to pace. I have to, this is my, my wife has been really patient. She's very easily distracted by movement. But if I don't move around, I start to fall asleep really fast. The combination of holding still and listening to a woman talk is very lullaby for me because my wife tends to talk with a soft voice and it's like, oh yeah, I could totally fall asleep to that. You just keep talking, babe, and I'm going to fall asleep. And she goes, you do know that it's rather awkward for me to talk until you fall asleep. It's kind of embarrassing. And I'll, oh, I wasn't thinking about how it was for you. I was just thinking about how much I liked it. Is that selfish? You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship 
that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.